This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. We'll be reading from Romans chapter 10 of the World English Bible. Brothers, my heart's desire, my prayer to God is for Israel, that they may be saved. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, they didn't subject themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the fulfillment of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Moses writes about the righteousness of the law. The one who does them will live by them. So we find here that effort or even sincerity is not enough to make someone righteous. The Jews were very dedicated. They were very zealous. But if righteousness depends on our works, then we're all destined to fall short. James stated that if we break just one point of the law, then we're guilty of the whole law. We've basically sinned against God. And so obviously all of us have sinned. So we need something greater than than simply the promise of life if we can keep all of the law. The only one who fulfilled the law was Christ, and thus he's the only one that can truly give us eternal life. So by faith, we come to share in his righteousness. Verse 6, But the righteousness which is of faith says this, Don't say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is... The word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, and is rich to all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now Paul here explains how New Testament salvation works. Uh, He says, we've all failed at perfect performance. So as we mentioned before, our only hope is Christ. So we've got to believe in him and we've got to call out to him. It's important that we believe from the heart, that we believe in the word of faith that Paul and the apostles preached. He, He said that specifically. It's not just that we believe but what we believe. It's this word of faith. And so it it was the message of the early apostles. What did the early apostles preach or teach? Well, certainly we can walk through the entire New Testament, but we can even find it in this book. In this book, Paul encouraged them to live righteously. In fact, said they were without excuse if they didn't. That's Romans chapter 2, turning from sin and turning to God. In Romans 3, he tells them that they're justified by faith. And Romans 5, he talks about the need to receive the grace of God. And Romans chapter 6, he says that we have to be buried with Christ in baptism so we can be dead to our sins, bury them, and then rise up in new life. And then in Romans chapter 8, he tells us receiving the Spirit is essential. And so this was the word that the early church preached. They preached the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, and they preached how to apply that to your life. And he said, you have to believe this from the heart. 
Biblical Christian conversion followed the pattern of faith and repentance and then water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the unfilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This was the message that was preached by Peter in Acts chapter 2, and it is repeated time after time in the book of Acts where we actually see conversions. Your epistles were written to churches and to saints, people that were already saved. But in the book of Acts, we get a glimpse of what they taught to sinners to tell them how to be saved. And so the very first message of the Christian church was in Acts chapter 2, when the crowd hears that they have crucified Christ and that he's risen, they hear the gospel, and they want to know how to respond. They ask the apostles what they needed to do. And Peter said, repent, And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Repent, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, and believe for the promise of the Holy Ghost. The same message is repeated by Paul the one that wrote the book of Romans, we see what he did whenever he came across um, some disciples of John in Acts chapter 19. He told them that John had preached Christ. They needed to believe in Christ. And they had already repented. They had been baptized into John's baptism, a, a baptism of repentance. And he said, but you were to believe on Christ who's coming after. So he rebaptized them in Jesus' name. He asked them if they had received the Spirit. They hadn't heard of it. And so he taught them about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues and glorified God, just like the apostles did in Acts chapter 2. And so we see this was the message of the church. This was the message of Paul. In Romans 10, he's not teaching a different message. What Paul is explaining is how we receive grace and righteousness from God. We've got to believe and we've got to open our mouth and confess and call on the Lord. When we repent... We have to believe that with the help of God, our lives can change. And so we call out to Christ in faith. When we're baptized in water, we're acknowledging that we're powerless to wash away our sins. But in obedient faith, we're believing he's going to give us new life and the old man will be buried. And so we call and confess the name of Jesus because the scripture tells us it can cleanse our conscience and there is power in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. Similar, Jesus promised that he would send the comforter, the spirit. And so we pray in faith, expecting to receive the promise and calling on the Lord to pour it out. So Paul here is actually quoting from the prophet Joel when he says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This was emphasizing the availability of this great salvation, whether you were a Jew or a Gentile, it didn't matter who it was. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord, salvation is available. Um, This prophecy in Joel was pointing to the last days when he said the spirit would be poured out on men, on women, on the young, on the old. This The same passage Peter quoted on the day of Pentecost. And then he applied it when he commanded those present to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They called on his name and repentance and baptism and to do this for the remission of sins. And then 
to believe and receive the promise of the Spirit. This was what was available to all who would call. And so this is the meaning of this passage. Um, Verse number 14. How then will they call on him in whom they have not heard? How will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? How will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. When we thank God, as we should, for his gifts and for his blessings, we need to be sure to thank him for sending preachers. God chose the foolishness of preaching to save the lost because we can't call on a savior we don't believe in and we can't believe without the message. A true preacher is God called and sent by God. The idea of the ministry preaching and teaching, that's not man's invention. It's God's. The preacher doesn't have to be the most educated. He doesn't have to be the most intelligent. He doesn't even have to be the best speaker or most articulate. He just needs to have a call from God, a word from God, an aptitude and willingness to teach that word and the boldness to declare it. God will bless those that preach the gospel and it should be our prayer that the Lord would bless and honor them. Verse 16, but they didn't all listen to the glad news. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, didn't they hear? Yes, most certainly. Their sound went out into all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. But I asked, didn't Israel know? First Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy with that which is no nation. I will make you angry with a nation void of understanding. Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who didn't seek me. I was revealed to those who didn't ask for me. But about Israel, he says, all day long, I stretched out my hand to a disobedient and contrary people. So there are several Old Testament passages here that Paul refers to. First, God revealed himself in creation. The heavens declare his glory. Then he further revealed himself through the prophets. And so Israel heard, which is the means of faith, but they didn't believe. They didn't obey. This was foretold by Moses when he told them that they would be provoked by another nation. God poured out his blessing on his church, largely Gentiles, people of other nationalities, after many years of being rejected by the Hebrew people. And ultimately, the rejection was when Christ came and all the scripture pointed to Jesus. In fact, Jesus was the word made flesh. Yet by and large, they they rejected Christ. And so Isaiah stated that they were disobedient and they were contrary people. So God then revealed himself to other people, people that hadn't known him, people that hadn't had the word preached to, to them. But there's power in the preached word. And so faith comes by hearing. So now Paul and his associates are taking this gospel to people that have been involved in paganism and all types of immorality. And they're hearing the word of God. And when they hear the word of God, they're being saved. Jesus told his disciples, take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world. And when he did this, he threw the door of salvation open to everyone that would believe. So I want to encourage you today. Be sure that your faith is steadfast. Open your mouth 
call on the Lord, confess what you believe, uh, approach God with expectation that when I call, he's going to answer. Every gift of grace we receive from the Lord follows in this pattern. We, we believe for it and we receive it by faith and what's in our heart, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. Many times we have not because we ask not. We need to call, confess, ask, and the Lord will respond from heaven. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you. We're so grateful for our salvation. I'm thankful for preachers, Lord. I'm thankful for your message. I'm so grateful for the gospel that was preached to me and and that my sins were washed away in baptism, that I'm a new man and you gave me a new spirit when you baptized me with the Holy Ghost. I pray that everyone listening to this podcast will experience the same. I pray that you would be pleased with us and your face would shine on us. We pray it all in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join me again tomorrow for another episode.